Hey guys, welcome back to Nerd Talk. I'm Jordan Halstead. I'm your host. Uh, today I've got with me Will and Micah. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on this one. Well, of course, you gotta be here when Captain America throws his mighty shield. So, can you do this all day? I, I do say that when I'm tired during a workout, so uh, you bet your butt I can do this all day. Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely love having you guys on this. So if you guys have been listening to former podcasts and a lot of our episodes, uh, Will and I are huge Captain America fans, so we're super excited to be able to incorporate some of our love for this character. This is the first movie we're going to kind of review and talk about. So guys, thank you again for being a part of this. And Micah, thank you for begrudgingly being a part of this. <laughs> I know, like, this is not your Listen, favorite I, character, so. Listen, I do not dislike Captain America. I am grateful to be here and i'm grateful to be on with you guys for every episode that i can so and i also learn a lot more from being on these episodes with you guys so yeah great to be here awesome so we'll go ahead and dive right in uh i want to actually start with did you guys like this movie if you rated this movie kind of in phase one think phase one movies you have iron man iron man 2 incredible hulk thor captain america the first avenger and then clearly the avengers kind of wrapped that one up tied the bow made it real nice and pretty out of the five solo movies, where would you rate this in the five out of the first five movies? Um, yeah, well. whoever, because we usually have cards, people. So. Yeah, Jordan doesn't <laughs> okay. have our cards. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll yank the mic. I'll yank the mic uh, over right. here this this time. Even though, uh, if you if you let me have it, I'll I'll just keep going stealing it. Anyway, uh ranking it i mean it's uh, it's an obvious top three for me i mean if you've li listen to the podcast i mean when we did our top five of our favorite superhero movies in the past decade i mean it was a no-brainer i had to pick this one uh i mean winter soldier and civil war have their pros and cons but we're s just sticking with phase one it's one of my favorites i mean when 2010 was rolling around or 2011 whenever the these two came out 2011, thank you, because yeah, Avengers is the next year. Yep, that makes sense. I just, uh, I was kind of skeptical about these two. I'm going, like, if they don't get these two right, like, Avengers is going to be. And that was very foolish. I mean, I instantly fell in love with the character in this movie. And I, I don't know, uh, re-watching uh, watching some of it leading up to this today, uh, I, I was getting a little bit emotional, man. I, I haven't seen it in a minute. And just, like, seeing some of these first moments again and him and Bucky's relationship and some other stuff we'll get into in this. I'm just like, ah, and the cast, the cast is amazing. I mean, they got a lot of big players for some of these early ensembles. I mean, you got Tommy Lee Jones. I was forgetting Tommy Lee Jones is in it. I was it, about to right? say that this, yeah. this one had a lot of big names in there. And Tommy Lee Jones just kind of sits there kind of very under the radar, very nonchalant, really nothing like outrageous. Like his character wasn't this huge character that like plays into multiple films, but it was really cool to have him as that one nod. I liked that. Absolutely. Haley Atwell, uh, obviously being the love interest uh, with some stuff that will pay off later with that. Sebastian Stan kind of spinning the wheels and getting his career going, being like a little side character in this. Uh, for the Arrow fans, D Dum Dum Dugan is played by Damian Dark. Uh, yes. I don't know if you knew that. Joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. He, oh, my goodness. I'm just like, wait, that's no. So no, I'm, I'm going to pause real quick. So that guy's actually a, a huge Christian. He He's a big uh, proponent for the Christian faith. And uh, there was a moment in time where someone asked him, hey, we need you to do this this film. Uh, you're going to do this naked role. And he specifically said, I can't like 
I cannot be naked. I'm not doing the sex scene. I'm not doing this. And he almost got blacklisted from Hollywood for for just saying, hey, my faith is where it's at. And this is it's just a no for me. And so knowing that he's there, anything he does, I'll, I'll support just because of the way that he handled himself. Plus, he played a phenomenal Dum Dum Dugan and Damian Dark. Like, I loved both both sides. Like, I rewatched the, the movie today and I felt like he was very arrogant, but like in a really cool, fun way. And I was like, oh, I just love him as an actor. Well, that just gave me hope, too, because in the comics, like a character called Dum Dum Dugan, you're going like, really we're gonna yeah. we're gonna adapt <laughs> really? that guy in the whole handling commandos which we're, we have like a little section where we're gonna talk about that later but just I, I was obsessed when this movie came out like i was getting all the little hero clicks I, I honestly i'm surprised they haven't made the howling commandos like with like bucky and his world war ii gear as like a marvel legend set at this point for the infinity saga or even uh, to like lego sets or even a series on yeah. disney plus i would love to see a howling commandos series on disney plus yeah, where like kind of hinting at that uh in agents of shield season two like, oh yeah i thought that was gonna be some of what agent carter was about and we did have an episode or two uh uh, we got Stanley Tooch as Dr. Erkstein. Oh, uh, yeah. Making the Super Soldier Serum, which uh, you got to love the Tooch. Uh, a smaller role, but Cl- uh, Clara from Doctor Who is the girl that's on the date with Bucky. Um, okay. I, I, I know that means nothing to you, but she she uh, she was she had just become a companion. It's like, oh, hey, uh, is, are her and the Doctor doing some stuff right now? Uh, Toby J- uh, as um, er- er- Ernam Zola. And then you got freaking... Agent Smith, Hugo Weaving being the Red Skull, being a very menacing villain. I'm, I was just re- while rewatching because I, I I got to about the the halfway point way point before we started, but just like he makes an interest, like it's almost like a PG thirteen uh, how um, Hans Landa comes in in, in, glo- in the inglorious uh, Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, it's just like he's very menacing in like the way he's talking about like oh they're looking for trinkets and all that stuff like this movie could easily take place in the Indiana Jones universe but guys I am hogging it I want well, you guys to talk about I, I want to real quick also thoughts. add you didn't even say Dominic Cooper who played Howard Stark like exactly. that was That's I mean I want th- you guys to take this it, whole thing is just jam packed with it what about you Micah yeah, thinking about like the the first phase of the CU and what we got. Um, knowing what we have now i think um of the five films that you referenced jordan i think this or iron man really takes the cake as being the top two of the five that really carried that first um phase um which really sets us up for avengers which you know again we're going to cover at a later date but yeah i thought that it was just it was great introducing captain america to the mcu and it was just it was one of the better films in that early series of movies in my opinion, I think that that Iron Man were kind of in the middle, Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2, right? Was the other phase one? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was just, it was very well done. And it was like you said, like a star studded cast. And like I was saying to Will just a minute ago, like, I always forget that Tommy Lee Jones is in it. Like, for everybody else that's in it, like, I was a big Tommy Lee Jones fan. I love Men in Black and also, oh, yeah. you know, several of his. 90s movies uh projects we cover men in black on nerd talk not yet it's coming we should, episode. We totally oh we're do doing it um <laughs> it is <I'm> marvel <laughs> <laughs> i love the first men in black that's one of my favorite um movies just as a kid i watched that a lot so um yeah the very first um captain america was just a star-studded cast and enjoyed everything they did with it just from like a historical perspective with the war 
Oh yeah. And you know, integrating just Captain America and we this is the first time that we see him. And even all the way to the end of the film with the post credit scene with him punching the punching bag and Nick Fury, you know, kind of recruiting for the Avengers. It's just like it just sets the tone for what we know now as the MCU. Absolutely. I think for me, the only movie that I think would top it in my favorite of the top for or the first five films, I think might be Iron Man. And the only reason I, I say that is just because it's what started it all. It's that nostalgia to it. But between that and Iron Man, uh, between Captain America Fal- or <laughs> Captain America: The First Avenger and Iron Man, I think that both those films set the tone for what the, the realism. Because uh, you have Thor, which is still kind of like your sci-fi-ish. They they were stepping into that. Hulk really didn't make a huge impact. Uh, I mean, a lot of people even forget that it's a part of the MCU, and some people say, "Oh, it's really incredible." Not. It's incredible though that that no one notices that. Ah. Uh, so, well, it's not even on Disney Plus either, to be fair. Well, part like, of that is because it? of negotiation no. rights. They they don't have distribution rights for it. So, uh, but it's just like when you go when you log on to Disney Plus and you click that Marvel tab, it's like you don't see it, so you forget about it. So, between Incredible Hulk and the Spider Man trilogy, neither are on Disney Plus, and so it makes it really difficult with that one. Uh, but when when I think I go back to looking at these, I think. Like you said, Micah, it's a great historical piece, and I love that it didn't harp so much on, here's the war, we're fighting Hitler and the Nazis, which is now even a, a, a hot topic is, uh, I don't know if you guys are caught up with the news, like Whoopi Goldberg is, has said something, and it's kind of catching fire, and, and a lot of people are like, there's there's just a lot of talk about World War II and, and the Nazis going after the Jewish people, and I was like, I'm glad that they didn't make it political in that way, but still touched on, hey, they're still like politics in this but it's not the same way they kind of handled it differently but still made it feel like it was a real thing like it it felt like hydra was real uh and i liked that i liked the way that they went with it but overall i think that this and iron man were my favorite of the top or of the first five and i i might even say on that i i think there's like a happy medium like because they're comic movies there's it's fiction all this stuff but like i think there's a way to integrate some of like that historical accuracy like an x-men and this without it like taking it like a front row c and then like kind of bringing the mood down it's like oh i kind of want to see captain america beat these guys i don't want to be like kind of bummed out with some of the stuff we're seeing because like uh, but but we get like montages of him like taking down hydra bases and stopping nazis and all that stuff and then we even have like eric and x-men like have getting his powers and taking down some of like the walls of the uh, of the of uh auschwitz and all that stuff yeah. so uh so but it, it informs their actions and all yes. that stuff i think R- when, rather, when it's done tastefully i think it's done really well and i i think that this movie without over harping on the real life events and the trauma that it may put some people through and and people who would be like well that's not what happened like like they they kind of removed enough but kept it still the same and, and did the same impact, kind of like how you said with the X-Men movies with Eric uh, doing that same scene. So I, I think that it kind of still pulls on the heartstrings enough. Absolutely. I feel like and I just... got to ask, though, like, talk a lot about, and I know we're covering phase one here and we're talking about Captain America, First Avenger, but you guys absolutely love the Winter Soldier and you guys give Civil War a lot of crap. But I kind of want to, like, we haven't really talked much Not about... Me. Don't give you don't give some war crap. He, he I, doesn't, I, I do. I, I am the one like defender of it on the yeah, podcast. He, he is the defender of it. <laughs> Jordan, is that you? Yeah. Oh, I give it so much crap. Okay. But that's yeah. okay. But like, I want to I want to preface this. 
the reason I give it so much crap is just because it did not grab the full essence of what that story told. I think that it, it did what it needed to do as a movie, but that story encompasses what should have been an entire phase. It's not a standalone film. It's There are so many sides to a, to a war. And when you go in and look at it, like, well, it, correct me if I'm wrong here, but there was all these side stories where it was Captain America Civil War, Iron Man Civil War, Black Panther Civil War, X-Men Civil War. They had all these different side stories. That it led you, to a lot of stuff, too, like Captain America's death or like, oh, hey, the X-Men are kind of staying out of it because they've already went through this Because before, they've already the done stuff, did, yeah. And they, and they were like, this. we're staying out. And then you have a couple X-Men who are like, well, let's help tip the scales a little bit so that way your guys' fallout isn't as bad as what ours was. And, and th- like, you see relationships. And so for that, I, that's why I hate that film. I think it should have been a whole phase, but it wasn't. The, opposite, the X-Men were the opposite of the Eternals. They, they decided they were going to instead of well, staying it's funny you bring that up. There's an event coming up with Eternals, X-Men, and, and the Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, I saw that. Judgment Day, coming up. right? Isn't it yeah, Judgment, Judgment Day? Day? Yeah, and Cap's running in the middle going, hey, 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 break it up, guys. Oh, anyway, before, you know, I, I didn't really get to ask my question, but like... Oh, sorry. No, 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 it's cool. I, it's, it's a great discussion. Like, just like kind of like the unpacking, like how great the Winter Soldier is. Civil War kind of gets a little bit of heat, and then, you know, you have Captain America, the Avenger, first Avenger, like... How do you guys feel about those, like collectively? Because we talked about them apart. You know, does it do justice in telling the story of Captain America and the evolution of Captain America, you know, leading up to you know even Avengers Endgame, for example? Does that make sense? Like as a trilogy, we talk a lot about how Thor's evolution. You know, Thor becomes better as the MCU was you know unveiling itself, even into Love and Thunder, Infinity War. I'm sorry, Ragnarok, Infinity War, Endgame, and you know going into Guardians Three, Thor: Love and Thunder. Does these three movies together do justice for Steve Rogers and Captain America's story. I'm going to steal this one, Will. I think that really, to, s- to start... I was like, we're going to go, no. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think... No, 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 you always take the mic, Will. I think, this is my though, podcast. <laughs> that when you look at Thor, you see this whole redemption story and a very painful story where Steve is a man out of time. That, that His entire story comes back to... This is not what I'm used to. I need to bring back some of the old ways. We are drifting too far left or too far right. We need to get back towards that middle. We need to we need to get back on the road. We're st- stop stop going all terrain. Like like get back on the road. We need to fix the problems. And I think that the first movie did really really well with setting up his story of I'm a man from the 40s. I believe that men should open doors. I believe that we pay for dates. I believe that we fight for our country. I believe like very old mindsets um, and and things that like I don't know about both of you guys. I, I'm assuming that you're probably like me since Will we grew up in the same town and Micah were both pastors' kids. I think that this older mindset of being the gentleman, being uh, with Christian background, with with a more Republican kind of background from parents and whatnot. Um, I can't speak into that one for you guys. I know that my parents were Republicans, uh, but just that that older mindset of like this is the way things need to be. And so not to Which. get into politics, but just just saying like kind of that that mindset of like the older, the more finesse and that that gentleman mindset. And he he comes out of that movie and he's like, I've got a whole new world I've got to learn. And then by Avengers, he's like, well, isn't this a little old fashioned when uh, they give him the suit? And they're like, well, we might need a little old fashioned. And he kind of like continues that story of a man out of time. And I think that this movie had it not been done that same way, I think 
you could have instead of doing a big fight montage where like you see a bunch of battle scenes like if you would have done a little bit more of the battles where he's fighting in them maybe with the howling commandos and then like wolverine showing up because i know that would have been really really cool um well, we've seen we've seen photoshops or deep fakes where people have put the scenes from Wolverine Origins in this and have Cap like right there with him running. No, I I love that idea. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think that like when you go back and you start to look at the the realism of what was going on, I think that this was the starting point that had to happen. Kind of like Thor. I hated Thor when it first came out, but rewatching it after everything else that's happened, it set up so much that you start to see like Bucky, Bucky's story would not be near as impactful if you didn't start like I, I rewatched it today and I was like, Oh, I didn't realize like how much screen time he was actually in this. I didn't realize how deep a, a friendship there really was. I because the first time I watched it, I didn't know who Bucky was. All I knew was his best friend died. I didn't realize that was gonna be the winter soldier who would come back and uh I wasn't as big into reading comics as much as it was the movies and but I, I think that this was a very good starting point. Um because there's some characters that they don't have great starting points. <coughs> Captain Marvel um and so you see look at look at loki right like if it wasn't for thor there wouldn't be no loki and if there were no loki you know what i mean yeah like, kind yeah. of the same thing with bucky and captain america like they just play so well off of each other or and... even captain america and hydra there would like hydra's story continued for all the way through age of ultron uh you you see all of that but it wouldn't have happened if we didn't uh start that story in the first avenger absolutely so it's, oh. just, it's just a crazy parallel, right? Like, it's just, mm. like, we're not like. Uh-oh. He froze. It's, it's... Oh, no. <laughs> Say your thought again. You froze. I froze? You did. Yeah, yeah you became oh. a capsicle. So, like, as we, you know, talk about um, you know, some of these earlier movies, these earlier films, it's like, wow, it's kind of like the ending's been spoiled for us, so to speak, because we know a lot more now going in and going or reviewing these old films. It's just incredible. One of my favorite uh, moments in The Winter Soldier is when... Um, the whole movie? You know? <laughs> I'm sorry. You, it's, it's you no gave me long Ultron, enough a pause. It's no Age of Ultron, though, okay? <laughs> Even though you got to say it. I was, was going to get out I was going to say, we're all going to have to say this one because it's the inside joke. But <laughs> I just... I You gave me long enough pause that I was like, I have to slip that in there. So I, I just, one of my favorite moments in The Winter Soldier is when uh, Cap asks Sam like some tips for like music, and he's like Marvin Gaye, and he's like, he has like this little notebook, and he pulls it yeah. out, and he's starting to write up, he's writing all these things down for the time that he's living in, you know, and he's still trying to catch up from, Jordan, you were mentioning, you know, he's a man out of the 40s trying to completely be out of his element, and, you know, he's not afraid to ask for help either. Yeah. yeah. He's a good leader in that respect. Yeah, absolutely. So, Michael, the, the question was like, out of the three trilogies, was like, how does this story encapsulate Steve Rogers as a person? Was that, is that kind of where you were going yeah, with like, that? How do you feel like about just uh, the evolution of Steve Rogers' Captain America from so what I, we get with the first Avenger all absolutely. the way to the war? And so, so I don't know if this has come up in the podcast. I, I think Jordan knows this. I don't know if I've said it while we've warmed up before, but. Believe it or not, there was a time Captain America was not my favorite at all. Because, uh, fu funny enough, uh, I know about the 40s comics and him punching Nazis, I, Nazis and all that stuff. And I just, it was propaganda. And of course, like, yeah, rah, rah. Like, I'm all for that. Nazis are awful. Like, get rid of them. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm going like, how are we going to make that character relevant in 2011 and modern day? And it just, this movie, like I said, uh, Steve Rogers 
captured my heart in this because he even showed him like doing all those road shows. He got sick of it. He's going like, yeah, I want to help, but like, this is nothing. Like I'm doing like a road show and becoming an actor. This is not what I wanted. Like, and I think that whole man out of time and just him being out of place, like when he couldn't get into the army, like he was uh, abandoned and he wasn't really finding his place. And like, yes, Bucky tried to find the bright side for him. Going like, oh, hey, you can like date like three million. There's three million women here, dude. And he's like, I'll settle for one and all that. Just, or like, hey, like I have no right to do that. Like I need to be out there fighting with you and all that. Even if I like die, like even if he didn't get the super soldier serum, like he is a good person, but then he gets that power. And I mean, he cherishes it because I think that it's even what Erkstein said, like, hey, p- good uh, people who've always known power, uh, they abuse it and they don't know how to use it. And then someone like you, Steve, if you get that, like you're going to cherish it. And then he gets it and he doesn't know how to use it or be that since Tommy Lee Jones even says like, I, I needed an army uh, and I only got you and all that. So, and he does the best he can and he ends up getting some big victories in the war and all that. And then eventually he like loses his friend. So now he's all in this world. Uh I lost the thought there for a minute. He's in this world without, like, his best friend. He can't, like, soothe himself. Well, not only that, just... but he didn't even have mom and dad. Like, yeah, he, he, he is familyless, well. and, like, he's, he's an orphan, and his best friend, like, the only family that he knew is gone. Indeed. And and then just it, when it goes into the other two movies, like, he's a man out of time. Like, yeah, he's joined the Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D., and he does it because he's going to go, hey, like, Peggy was my is the last remaining bit of my past and future, and she helped found this. It's got to be in good hands. Like I got to keep doing the right thing. And then that whole movie questions his like whole morality. And then, uh, and, and like who is he really working for? And then we find out it's Hydra. Spoiler alert! That movie's been out for so long. <gasps> what? <laughs> uh, and then it even informs his actions whether you like Civil War or not. Like into the next one, he's like okay like i was with the avengers with tony and he made a freaking robot behind my back and now i was with shield which had nick fury the most paranoid guy ever (laughs) and he didn't see hydra slip under him like why would i sign these accords with thunderbolt ross here who's chasing the hulk like of course he wasn't going to sign the accords and all that so i think out of all the trilogies if it wasn't obvious from how long i've been talking and how long we've just been gabbing about it it's literally my favorite and the fact that me, like a big DC guy loving Superman, could hop over and be on the cat bandwagon. I'm like, yes, like Chris Evans, the Russo brothers, uh, Joe Johnston, and everybody. Like, he even has some of the best themes. Like, that's a big thing that the whole that's that's the MCU is criticized for. Alan Silvestri and Henry Jackman kill it with all the Captain America themes. Like, they I was, are on the workout playlist. And so, I know that wasn't one of the questions, but. So when we going. so when I was watching the movie, I let the credits roll because I was like, oh, I'll just watch like the end credit scene. I haven't seen this one in a while, so I don't remember exactly what it was. But I was I was just waiting for it, and I'm sending out text messages. I'm still working things like that, trying to get our uh, event for this weekend getting ready. And next thing I know, I'm like, now I really want to go buy the song and turn it because I do a lot of songs into ringtones. So like when you guys text me, if I've got my ringer on, like uh, you've got Cap, and I'm pretty sure Micah's got Thor, and like. All of your guys' favorite Avengers, like Chick has uh, Shang-Chi. He asked for that one. And so, like, each of you guys have, like, the special ringtones. And I was like, I really kind of want this one. And so uh, I was, like, listening to – Yeah, that one. And so – because I think when I when I get a text message, it's, like, the iconic, like, drum taps. Dun, 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 dun. Like that, you know, when they're doing that. And then, like, the bugle. Dun, 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 dun. Like, it just – 
it it's iconic. I mean, I'm remembering it. I know I watched the movie earlier today, but had I not watched it, I still would have been able to tell you, hey, this is it. Um, there's just some very, very good uh, music behind it. It was, just, it was awesome. So good. Like the music that they use when he's jumping over to like, uh, when they're fighting, confronting Red Skull for the first time, they use that same bit when he's fighting Thanos because like, and like they both parallel well, parallels really yeah. well because because they're both big, perilous like big giant threats in, in his way right there. And I'm just like, oh, well, great callback. I there. love that even his music influences the Avengers. Like like some of those deep sounds come into the Avengers song too. Like there's just that really good parallel in the way that it just feeds each other. It was it was awesome. So I'm gonna keep us moving. Uh, I wanted to know what did you guys think about Cap having a love interest. You know, we, we had Peggy, and I know that we love Peggy. Haley Atwell was awesome. Will, you and I, we absolutely love her. She, th- We think that she was great, and we've had many conversations over this from watching yes. Agents, or Agent Carter to all of the, the one-shots that she was in and, and all the times. Plus, you've seen a lot of stuff that she's been in outside of this project, and so have I. We like her as a person, but do we think that Captain America necessarily needed a love interest when we knew comic book-wise he was going to end up with Sharon Carter, which eventually we find out is her, her niece or great niece. Uh, and so do you guys feel like it was a little too much? Do you think that it was necessary? Do you feel like adding this romance was just for romance sake? Like, what are your thoughts on this, Micah? Yeah, I think, um, hard to put into perspective knowing what we know now, um, with how they, you know, end up together. Spoiler alert. But um, I think it was good. I think it was sprinkled in appropriately. Um, but I think at the same time, it could have been just as much, um, sorry, just, uh, I, I think they could have got away with not doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I think that they could have just, uh, you know, you know, introduced her made her, you know, have an appearance in the, you know, the first Avenger and then just leave it alone. You know, maybe like his first love, maybe a crush and just move on, you know, and him just do his thing as Captain America instead of constantly pursuing her and constantly thinking about her and constantly trying to get back to her. But if you think about it and how remarkable the storytelling is from the first Avenger all the way to Endgame, like he's always thinking about her, you know, you flipped a coin of what I just said and he just, wants to be with her. That's all he cares about. That's his end goal in life is to be with her and live with her. And if, you know, for our listeners who are married and have their spouses and, you know, know that your, you know, your spouse is your best friend and the person you're supposed to be with the rest of your life. Like that's, that makes sense. Right. Um, you found your dance partner. Yes. I just, I, but at the same time, all that said, like, I think that they could have done the opposite. Do you, does that make sense to her? Oh, absolutely. I think, like, for me personally, I think that she was a good point of reference that could have slung shot right into, uh, like, the relationship with, with Sharon. So that way, like, you know, I loved you. Let me take care of your niece, your daughter, things like that. I mean, like, there could have been something like that. So that way there was that connection point. But I wonder if the reason they brought Peggy in was it was an, a contract to, to get him out. So, hey... Uh, Chris Evans' contract is up. We have a time travel movie. Like, it was kind of an out, so that way he still got the happy ending at the end. Because, like, with Iron Man, which, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Endgame, Iron Man dies at the end of Endgame, 
and but he kind of had his happy ending in that film if you watch and you see like he had a daughter he got married to pepper he had uh, a house out in the woods like he kind of got to live this happy ending up until he dies and then you go and see steve rogers get to i mean he he ran the avengers he did a lot of really cool stuff and i hope that we get to see even more because i don't think that his story's over i think that and I've, I've said this a million and one times, I think Disney Plus needs to just give him a TV show, even if it's a six-part, ten-part series, of him putting the stones back and, like, adventures through time. I think that would be an amazing series. You could just label it Captain America, Steve Rogers, which is kind of how they do with the comics. Like, you could have Captain America, Sam Wilson, Captain America, uh, whoever is, is currently in the role, because I know, like, last summer they did a, a United States of Captain America. Um, I'm currently reading that, and so... It was it was really cool to see some of the different people take on the mantle, and there's been a lot of people who've taken that mantle, and so I think that they wrote it for that purpose, though, of having Peggy as the out, so that way they could write a love story, finish it out. Yeah, and how many times do we see these Marvel projects or DC projects where they, you know, they did just tease a character and they bring him in for the movie and then they're done? Yeah, it's not like just so that we can get our fix. Like even if. Like, you had never watched Daredevil, and you watched Spider-Man No Way Home, and he just shows up. You know who Charlie Cox is. And oh, that, yeah. that would have been just enough for them. Or, for, if, for you, or if you even know just the character name. So, like, let's say, okay, like, your your dad. Your dad doesn't read all the comics, doesn't know all of the, the, the ins and outs, probably hasn't watched the Netflix Daredevil series. But if he knows who Daredevil and Matt Murdock are as by name, if he goes and watches No Way Home, he's going to be like, wait, isn't that Daredevil? And it kind of, like... For, for people who haven't watched every... Because, like, my parents aren't watching all these extra series. They've watched a few of them, but they're not watching all these extra series. And so if you go in and say, hey, here's Matt Murdock. Oh, wait, time out. Isn't that Daredevil? We watched, like, the cartoons in the 90s with you boys. And, like, hey, I remember that was Daredevil. Or my dad would be like, I read comics when I was a kid. Like, he showed up in Spider-Man comics. So, yeah, that makes sense. So, but I think that sprinkling in, I think you're right. Just kind of, it could have it been done right with that, too. Well, and they, and they go back, you know, even in Winter Soldier, you know, Civil War, you know, I think, you know, like we talk a lot about Doctor Strange and how well he's done. Like, Very if you're a big well, fan yeah. of Peggy Carter and, and a big fan of, of the Captain America story, like, they do they do a great job with her as well. You know, even, like, was it was it Winter Soldier? No, I think it was Civil War when she dies, right? And he goes to the funeral yeah. and he carries the casket and, yeah. um, Yeah, it's just... It's very well done. Like we say that all the time with these podcasts, but like it's just such a such a cool story to just be told. And like we're touching phase one right now, just because you know, we're going back and kind of rewatching some of these films and telling these stories. And I think it's just incredible to see the evolution of who some of these characters are. And they're just getting started, right? I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's it's amazing. Like and like look at like how much different Bucky looks now. Oh my gosh, yeah, I started thinking about that. I was like, when, because like I said earlier, I forgot how much screen time he actually had because I was like, I don't remember a whole lot of his story being involved. I remember, yeah, let's go, let's take the girls out before I had to get deployed. Goes and gets deployed. He goes and is found by Cap after he got experimented on and then he runs some Howling Commandos and dies. And I didn't realize like there was still the bar scene. There were some more conversation pieces that was in there. And there, it just there's more to it than just the little bit that I thought there was. And he changed drastically between that and yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, like 
you look at Loki. I, we we did a, a Thor episode a couple of weeks ago um, for our listeners, and like just the evolution of Loki, how much younger Loki looks versus oh yeah, Loki we have now, and how much they, he's matured. And um, same thing with Bucky. Bucky went through it all. Like I now I know you know we talk you know the story is that Bucky was possessed and it wasn't really him. But like I get so mad. We talked about Civil War, but I get so mad every time. <laughs> every single time where I find out he fight, you know, he kills uh, Iron Man's parents and or Tony Stark's parents, whatever. And um, yeah, it's just a hot mess, and I get so mad at him that like, you know, it's just brilliant storytelling. Absolutely, and bringing it back to the original question, I think, I think that the love interest could have gone either way. Um, I think it could have been that that initial crush, or it could have played out into something bigger. Will, uh, we're we're talking about we were talking about Haley and uh, if Captain America necessarily needed a love interest. Yeah. Do you do you feel that like yeah. she had to I be think... there, or do you feel like maybe it was even a ploy to kind of give him that out when when Chris Evans' contract was up? That hey, we can write this into the story that he will go back in time and fall in love and and get the happy ending. Do you feel like she was necessary, or do you think it was more like a hey, this is kind of to tie up a loose end later? Um. I mean, as we have seen with all these other movies post this, with the the dance, the uh, right dance partner, all the callbacks and that, I think Feige and company had this ready to go, or at least some form of it in their mind. I don't know if time travel was necessarily how they were going to get them together, because I, I heard there was early speculation that Haley was supposed to repl- was actually supposed to be a future iteration of Sharon Carter, but then they it went with Emily Van Camp that kind of misled her. I've I've heard mixed stories on that because there's like some drama with that within the Marvel community. And I'm like, I'm sticking out of it. I love, I love them both. <laughs> um, but I think most of phase one has like a love interest. Like, I mean, uh, Tony had pepper, uh, whether you like incredible Hulk, we had, uh, Betty Brant. Betty, Betty Brant. Thank you. Uh, no, 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 no. There's... Betty Ross, Betty Ross, Betty Brant Betty Ross. is from, uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, too many. There's too many Bettys. We gotta get rid of one of them. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I say we off Betty Boop. And, and, uh, there we go. Or Betty from. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no. I was gonna say from Riverdale, but uh, I like Betty from Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Team Betty there, guys. Uh, and we even had Jane and Thor. So like, even if they weren't necessarily like, I, I'm not gonna say all of them were like the most complex. Like I mean, Pepper and Tony have like a different dynamic because she used to work for him. And Jane's like, oh, hey, like you're teaching me about all this other stuff, and I don't know if I should believe you or not. Maybe you're crazy. And obviously, Betty has the connection with like, oh, hey, like we were doing this experiment together to help my dad out, and I lo- loved you even before you had this, and I'm, we're gonna fix this. So like, I think all of them bring out some strengths and have like a great dynamic. I mean, Peggy's story even kind of parallels Steve's a little bit uh, with the whole like being a woman in the military i mean that freaking hodge guy is being disrespectful to her going like i'll show you some moves winky face and she, and she knocks him the heck out like she, she's she not puts him on his butt yeah absolutely and just she she doesn't take no crap man even later down the road like uh when he gets, he gets the first shield after natalie dormer uh another actress a wonderful person that's in this movie as like a harlot and steals a kiss from him he's like whoa i wasn't expecting this and then she's she like interprets it like oh i thought we were actually i thought you you were actually going to be you were being real with me and you you, you just thought you weren't like other guys oh, boom 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 and she's like oh, i think it works i'm just like Whew. i'm like yes please more <laughs> No, that's fair. So, Speaking of that shield yeah. thing, I was talking with Katie because she hopped into the movie right around that point, and so I said, yeah. "Do you feel like if 
if you caught me kissing another woman like is that what you like it would be and she's like no i would i would want to inflict pain like i <laughs> i was like great like if we were in the same situation not married anything like that if we were in this situation she's like no i'd, I'd rather inflict pain i'd rather just shoot <laughs> oh, yeah. i think all of us if we saw our significant other oh uh, yeah do that yeah absolutely but like, like i think some cooler heads would prevail eventually and be like all right i, I got my anger out i know that your arm's broken uh what happened yeah <laughs> <I'm kidding>. so <laughs> just kidding uh, so yeah you know we, we've been talking about these great actors who are playing these characters what are your thoughts of chris evans being captain america do you think that anybody else would have been good for this role do you think that i mean because at this point we've seen him in uh as human torch in fantastic four he was in uh was it kick language was he oh. one of the heroes in- no he was you think you're thinking of lucas lee from scott pilgrim that's what it was yeah yeah and, um, and he was in the losers uh, as a soldier kind of kind of playing his typical guy he was in push where he had like psychic powers yeah he's, he's been doing a lot of stuff <laughs> he's he's been in a lot of lot of different movies i thought i heard someone say that he was in like close to like seven or eight different superhero movies or something like that like a lot of a lot of low name films too but he was a. Uh, Casey Jones in the in the uh, CGI reboot in 2007 as well. Gotcha. Yeah. So I mean, th- yeah. there's there are a lot of different ones, and so do you guys like Chris Evans as Captain America? Yeah, you take I, it. <laughs> I just don't. You know, it's so hard to answer that question knowing what we know now. Like, it's hard to picture anybody else as Captain America. It's it's hard to picture anybody else. And, like, we haven't even talked about this, like, with all the rumors about, you know, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and all these variants. Like, the whole Tom Cruise is a variant of Iron Man. Like, I, I just, yeah. Like, it's it's going to be hard to see somebody else as, you know, Iron Man. But at the same time, Chris Evans, to me, is Captain America, and it's what I'm going to know as Captain America. So, yes, 100%. He did such a great job. Um, even early on, you know, as we're discussing the first Avenger, but, like, Winter Soldier, Civil War, the Avengers movies, like, he just, he is, he is Captain America to me. You don't want to see Jim Halpert from The Office play him? I was going to say, if, because I'm going to gush about Chris Evans, no no doubt over here, but one, uh, I, the only other person I want to see play Captain America is Will. That's Yep, that's, I, I'm on that bandwagon. <laughs> goodness, I need to, but guys, I like, I like my Will wings. on your left, at Will on your left. Yeah, there you go. Will, will on, on your, your left, left on TikTok and uh, a Will on your left side on Instagram. There we go. Hashtag Will is my cat. <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. Hashtag Will Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, hashtag Will Wednesdays. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Anyway, uh, I think John Krasinski, because uh, I've, I've seen the transformation he did is to become Jack Ryan. I'm like, we were this close uh, to seeing that. But I think he was maybe too associated with The Office and kind of had that established role. I, so think, I think he, that was, he was too in- involved at that time. Yeah. But, I, but along with them not liking Captain America, I was kind of worried because I, I liked Chris Evans in his other roles. I was going like, because uh, they were talking about uh, taking a lot of stuff from Ultimates. I'm like, oh, they're really going to make him like the tool version of the Ultimates. Going like, the AMI head isn't isn't for France over here. I'm not going to surrender. And I'm like, oh god, like I, I I could see Chris Evans drawing on those other roles and saying that, but like stealing the show in this too. Uh, I mean, just from here to when we get to Endgame. I mean, uh, the I don't like bullies line. Uh, and just even him saying his goodbye to Peggy going into the plane, like, I, I choke up every time, man. Yeah. And just seeing how awkward he is with women, I'm like, I, I, I was in the theater with my little brother, Andy, which, that dude's 18 now, but, like, he was like, am I doing the, I got, so he was like eight? It was about 10, 11 years ago about now. Eight, 10, 11, yeah, so he's like eight, 
seven or at that time and like i'm just fall i'm in the theater falling in love for chris evans over here being captain america i'm like i am such an idiot chris evans had this in the bag the suit's awesome he's awesome he, and i'm like dang it and just every time i watch it i just i, I love chris evans he is the superior chris beside I, I do love i do love this support from you guys saying that should be cap but I w- I would probably get as much hate as John Walker for even attempting it. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna play off the love than John Walker. Sure. I'm gonna play off yeah. the John Krasinski John Krasinski real quick. Uh, I like the rumor that he's potentially going to be Reed Richards though. I am absolutely on board with that one. I think that'll be a really cool way if they can bring him in to be Reed Richards because now that he's got the the Jack Ryan role and all the different pieces that he's doing, I think that he would do amazing there. But I agree. Chris Evans is is definitely Captain America for me. Uh, we're going to move right on to what Will started talking about, the the outfit. Did you guys like the outfit that they put Cap in in this movie? Because it was more military. Like Part of it was the whole, you know, you've got that, that classic, iconic red, white, and blue kind of look and whatnot when he's punching Hitler and, and very comic booky. Uh which I feel like most of the superheroes now have had their comic book adaptation versus their real life. So do you think that you liked the the more war-torn, where it's very kind of darker, uh, military-grade kind of look, or do you like the more vibrant, I am a superhero kind of look? What, what are your thoughts on that one? Um, I really like this suit. I think my favorite suit of Captain America's is kind of like the vigilante suit from Infinity War. Like, that's my favorite Cap iteration of Captain America. Yeah, Nomad Cap. That, that suit is amazing. I love that every time. I, I, I want those Wakanda shields. shields. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the shield, the shield that pops out and just like the, on the Battle of Wakanda and, and even like in the subway when, you know, that, that little. Uh, string section from the the film score and it's mm. like you know that the captain's coming oh yeah right and he catches the spear like <laughs> i know i'm getting off topic but like i love that suit but but as far as the suit from the first avengers i really they did such a great job with that um being the first version of his suit like jordan you talk a lot about you know iron man's first suit and how cool it is like I think they did a great job with with Cap suit in this first movie. I think that when you look at Phase One films, they did it very well to each one of them. I know a lot of people are like, I really liked the original Hulk from Incredible Hulk. They liked the the look that he had versus kind of where they started to take him in later films. And I don't know. I think I'm going to get flack for this one. I think I liked when he showed up in Age of Ultron. Uh, I liked the Hulk kind of CGI with the Ruffalo kind of look, but I, I definitely see why they would like the original Incredible Hulk version of that of the MCU because that's not the original Hulk. But, uh, I mean, if they brought Lou Ferrigno in and that's what he would have turned into in these films, <laughs> I would have lost it. But That would have been nuts. I think that <laughs> this this film, uh, it just it did him justice. And I know that... I talk about Legos a lot because I'm a big Lego fan, but I th- hope one day that since they're going back and redoing things, I hope they'll incorporate that because I just love the look. I think that it just kind of gives a very different Captain America feel. It kind of gives more of a like a military camo-y kind of vibe where it's still like the Americana, but it's kind of like dingy enough that it's got a camo-ish kind of thing going, uh, very military-like. And I was like, I really like you that. Guys- have you guys seen the memes from that where the the original suit uh, where they're comparing Captain America's suit to Puerto Rico's flag? Oh, yes, the, the Avengers one yeah, where it's Captain, Captain Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. 
So I Googled it while we were talking, and I just saw one that says, I know it's Flag Day, but I'm not Captain Puerto Rico. I mean, uniforms are the same, but. <laughs> so I love it. I, rem- I just remember that. Uh, well, as we know, there's three Captain America suits in this, uh, so I'm going to gush about all three. No, no, uh, I think this wouldn't be a break- podcast with Will if he didn't get it. Yeah, I was going to say, time out. After, after his rule, TikTok from three. today, are I'll there stay- any honorable mentions you'd like to add to? Uh, I mean, do do we count his SSR outfit? <laughs> uh, anyway, check our TikTok out to see what we're talking about, guys. We're making a fun reference over here. Absolutely. But, uh, I feel like Phase One and some of the some characters that have like some sillier comic book outfits, the MCU has done a pretty good job of adapting this. Like in his USO so- suit, that is him. Like in the comics, going like, "Oh, hey, like I'm punching Hitler and all that stuff." I'm like, "Okay, like I'm glad they like are." picking at the old costume because that there's no way they're, they're going to use that and then it, this this suits ask me on the day my top three changes but like the bucky rescue suit is one of my favorites like i want to cosplay that one so bad because just like he just grabbed what he could he grabbed one of the uso helmets and threw a jacket on got his guns i mean there's it's a sweet marvel legends toy i'm glad they made that one because I, I just like that he just uses gumption and he even had his like his old school shield i'm like yes more of that please and then just to get back to the question uh, about the initial the suit like when they first dropped images of that i'm like this is a good translation of that suit like i'm glad the wings are painted on it's and it's um, it also doubles as a motorcycle helmet for him because he drives motorcycles all the time yeah uh uh and even though like it is kind of silly for him to be in all red white and blue and kind of be like a moving target like it does like have some tactical like gray and like all the pouches and all that stuff and stuff for his guns which come to think about it now they don't use too many guns uh, i mean they they do uh in future movies but just none of the heroes are really like it, it was a different time and then the fours yeah. and paramount was still releasing them at this point before disney took complete control but i'm just like Huh? Cap Cap's, uh, Cap Cap messes some people up, and yeah, Cap's, you start Cap's to people, you start probably. to see some of that. Yeah, uh, I want to yeah. I want to play off one of the things that you just talked about. The shield. Did you like that they gave the big nod to the original shield, where it was kind of like that that USO uh, and 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 all that? Did you like that shield being like his original shield that like the Red Skull just puts a big old punch mark into? Oh yeah, abs- absolutely. I mean, just any if we can get any nods and just. These early movies should have been like the indication, like, oh, hey, like, if we can get you like a little nod at all, or we're going to give it to you. Like, Nomad may not be the goofy, like, giant V neck thing that he had in the 80s and 90s, but their interpretation of it is like all chef's kiss. Uh, But just even him having that and then showing the origins of him getting his one and only, which I got to, this question always bugs me in the movies. Like how does he keep one getting it back and how do they repair it? Cause I mean, Thanos pretty much wrecked that thing. Did like Wakanda just kind of go like, all right, we'll touch it up and we'll fix and give you just enough vibranium to fix. What's going on with that? Cause it's seen some damage and it, it's been dropped in some places. So yeah. I, does, Sam, does Sam even have the original one? I, I don't point? even know. I, I don't think he would, but we'll, we'll talk about that stuff later when we hit, the end game episode and whatnot um because that'll be that'll be one big episode so but what are your thoughts micah did you like the the two different shield types did you like seeing all the rep or the the uh replica shields and like the prototypes and all that yeah it was just a good way to introduce like what the shield not only what the shield meant but um you know what the shield could do that makes sense i think that it was just a good um introduction to you know 
Um, gosh, Jordan is so hard not to reference other movies that are later. Yeah, <laughs> but but like like uh, part where Thor and in, in the first Avengers movie, he's like, oh yeah, he tries Bring to go up down. and he smash tries. Yeah, 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 and and he hits the shield and it just <laughs> ah right. So like, um, and yeah, imagine behind, like there there's a whole group of people like. I'm gonna go. It, his name's Gavin, right? Todd's son. Shout out to Gavin. Is it? Is it Gavin? Yes. yes yeah. Yes, so yes, shout yes, out sorry. to Gavin. Uh, super excited to know that. Like, we have a listener that listens to us and like knows about this stuff. And imagine the fact that he doesn't even know a time of like going to the theater, like what we do, and knowing like, hey, Thor and and Cap are not like we don't we didn't know at this time when this movie came out that there was going to be this awesome hammer scene like we're ha- we're having like you said it's it's a hard struggle right now to not talk about future movies but like he, like kids like him and, and kids who are younger than us have no idea about some of these things cuz they weren't into it at the time or like those movies they weren't watching them. they weren't born yeah some of those kids weren't born yet and so it's really cool to to have some of this where you can go back and be like oh hey this is actually really cool hey i liked this or I mean, there's so many different pieces to the puzzle, and I just I love Speaking I love that. that. I, I, just, I saw something the other day just talking about the behind the scenes, and it was just Chris Evans and like the stunt team, just about how many of those shields they have on set. Like, oh hey, we got rubber ones for when we are throwing it. Uh, oh yeah. Sometimes I'm just I'm just faking it, and they, and they CGI it because that thing defies physics, as a future movie will say. And Thanks, oh, I got like a little hard plastic one for like when I'm breaking locks and stuff. I'm just going like, how many? Lucky prop peeps stole some of those, or oh, which yeah. one did Chris Evans take? Oh yeah, <laughs> or his stunt double, or or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but I just I think that his shield was very iconic. I loved seeing both sides. That it was like the original shield, because then at one point was it his premiere issue? Is when they they switched the shield? Because I think he ran around in the forties with the original shield, and then he switched to the circular shield later on with the big premiere issue. I might be wrong yeah, on that. That's right. But I, I, I don't know. I, as much as I am a comic nerd, I don't know the history of when he got the round ones. So. But I, I love how much that shield even means. I'm, uh, I was saying this earlier. I love the, uh, I'm reading a series called uh, Uni- United States of Captain America where they steal his shield. I bought all the, finally episodes. you yeah. got it. Yeah. I finally got oh it. Oh my I, goodness. I'm, so good. I'm on issue number two and like the first episode and it looks like it's a speedster like that's where i'm at like you have you don't have to tell me but it's like a speedster stole a shield and like he's capped this whole mentality even in the in the movies that it means something bigger than myself and like steve is even like should i even be running should we even be running around in our captain america uniforms with him and sam wilson and he's like should we even be doing this right now because like the the perpetrator is wearing the same uniform and, and sam's like it's because this means more to us or more to people than it it is like us being who we are. It's like, this is a symbol. We have to go and be the ones to do this in our uniforms. Well, that was, that, that's one thing. If Chris Evans does come back either for like, like the 20th anniversary of first Avenger, or if they do bring him back in some way, th- this is what I want him either in this or Captain America core, do something like that. I, I think United States and Captain nice America, or, or, or don't. Maybe Bucky gets a suit. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Just, I just, I think that this would be a really cool storyline. I started to read into it, and I was like, I think you could take certain elements in and out, and 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 incorporate it like how the MCU does. But I just, I think, oh, and and just the idea that it means so much more than just 
a physical shield that you go into battle with. Like it it represents something so much more. So what did I'm gonna switch topics a little bit. Uh we were talking about Bucky and the loss of Bucky in this movie and I want to talk about the super metabolism that Captain America has. There's a scene where he's in the bar. He just lost Bucky, and he's like, "I can't get drunk." What were your guys' thoughts on that? And I'm gonna I'm gonna finish with this question uh, with my thoughts, but I want to know like what were, were your guys' thoughts uh, to this one? Uh, well, for both of those questions, it was uh, about the metabolism and just. Uh, him losing Bucky, one one. I mean, I think we would all kill for that super metabolism. I mean, we I think we would kind of hate that we couldn't get drunk, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's I don't think we want. I don't think people aim to go get drunk all the time. If, that, if that's the case, something something's going on. Uh, but um, it's still good we could kick back. Uh, I think we'd all kill for our metabolism just to be like f- full of a little bit of cosmic powers and all that. I mean, I it, I would kill for that. <laughs> Not really, not really. I wouldn't kill uh, that. Steve wouldn't, uh, but that would be <laughs> that was very John Walker of me right there. I need to absolutely I need to keep, you it gotta keep it in you check. Got, you guys got my ego up. You guys got my ego up. <laughs> uh, but just even I, I hadn't at the time when I saw it, I hadn't read the book, but uh, my friend uh, Nick uh, had told me what was going on in comics around the time. So I'm going like, huh, he fell down during this uh, train excursion, and it's snowing. I settled not there. I, I see what you guys are doing. If you guys decide to do it, and then when they announced Captain America: The Winter Soldier, I was like, "I'll be danged." They're doing it. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. I, uh, Micah, what what are your thoughts on on the metabolism thing that they started to go into? One of those things were like, it was cool, or like, I don't I don't know that they needed it. Like, it was just I think it was something extra that they added to the film. Kind of like I didn't get much. For, I didn't get much from it. You know what I mean? Like, so, so the reason I even asked this is Katie and I started talking about it as we were watching the the rest of this movie. She came in about halfway, and so we're talking about this, and she said, "How great would this have been if it was a running joke for the rest of his MCU experience, where he always has food, because the metabolism he's got to be hungry all the time. He's got to be burning it off." And how great would it have been if it was like kind of like how they did with the Flash, where he has to have like like the super protein bars and all that? How great would it have been if like, yeah, he's always just refueling, and it's like not that he's gluttonous by any means, but they they make jokes at his his metabolism. Like every every movie, you just see him at least once or twice because they hardly ever eat. You never really see. I mean, Tony Stark because of uh, RDJ hiding snacks on set in Avengers. Like you see him kind of eating, and then the shawarma scene. But how great would it have been if, like, if they did a meal scene, like, his portion was double. Or he's, like, you see a couple times in the movie where he is eating and snacking because he has to. Because his metabolism is higher. We were, like, there was this perfect joke that could have happened, and they just they just didn't hit the, they didn't keep it going. I was, like, oh, that well, would have been great. That's the only reason well, I see, asked this question. See, my head now is in Endgame when Hulk's ordering all that food. It's for both him and Cap to share. He, we didn't see it because oh, yeah. probably doesn't have- I love it, and and yeah. the, and like he had a bunch of tacos, but he had a couple extra to share, and that's why he shared yeah. one with Ant Man. I I think that's great. Yeah, absolutely. I just I thought about that, and and Katie and I were talking about it, and I was like, I just think this is going to be one of those questions we're going to talk about is how great would it have been if we would have just seen like, hey, can somebody order takeout? Like if he would have just thrown a few lines just here and there, where it's just like throwaway lines, as what we would have seen. 
But if you notice through the movies, it, you would have seen like, oh, his metabolism. It's all because of his metabolism. He can't get drunk. He's got to, he's got to uh, keep his metabolism up. He's got to keep moving forward, and he's got to refuel all the time. And I was like, that would have been really, really cool if they would have had to engineer something for him. So that was my thought uh, with that one. I do want to talk about villains before we wrap this episode up because we are nearing the hour mark. So my thought is this. What did you guys think about the villain being Red Skull and Hydra instead of Hitler and the Nazis? Did you guys like that it was more focused on fictional characters um, with real aspects? Or did you kind of wish that there was a scene where maybe Hitler showed up and like he actually did punch a real Hitler, not the fake actor? Like, What are your guys' thoughts on that one? Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'll take it there. Uh, but uh, I mean, it's not, not to say he's not there. He's presence. I mean, even in the USO shows and even Red Skull, like he, he's like that disgruntled employee who is tired of being under an idiot. Like he's like if Dwight got too much power when Michael was in charge, if I can say that. But like, yes. he, I mean, Red Skull is proven. Like. Oh hey, I got the Tesseract. I'm making weapons. I'm doing great stuff with this. Um, hey, you guys want to be like our own uh, Nazi group and say screw all that stuff? Because I think he's gonna mess it up. And they're like, "Well, you've given us super weapons. Of course we're gonna follow you." Uh, and just I, I mean, I, I don't blame Hugo Weaving for not coming back for future things because he is t besides Lord Elrond, he is continuously typecast as villains. So I, I get why he wants to step away from that. Uh, but I just him, he, he's just so intimidating. This and like I know we have like a lot of uh, mirrors of the hero in early phase one and some of the other origin stories of some of our other heroes. But like I don't know, Red Skull was a little bit different to a degree. Like he, like he is like just pure evil incarnate. Like uh, yeah, I could, yeah. So I, I like them and just having them as a looming presence, even in Agents of Shield, Winter Soldier, and then. Later on, we'll see him in other stuff, but uh, I, I'm get I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, I I think them as like a good Nazi parallel was a good choice, rather than, than rather similar to what we were talking about earlier, making it like too real. Going like that's not how it happened. Uh, yeah, they're saying Nazis use power weapons. No, stupid. Yeah. I th I think that I I agree with that. What about you, Micah? Yeah. Yeah, kind of to piggyback off what Will said, I think that um, it was kind of nice to see that parallel and not like go full blown this is Hitler this is Nazi you know but yet, yet you have that parallel where there is you know the Red Skull and you know like Will said he's you know pure evil so and he's like a he's a good first choice for a villain quote unquote villain for, for Captain America so yeah I like how you kind of know what it is because of the time frame that they're dealing with and, you know, with the war aspect and him being a military guy. Like, I think that they did it. I think they did it well. Yeah. I agree. Uh, what did you guys think about... We, we talk a lot about how movies cross over, how they set the stage for the next film. We, we start to see how they all, like, they're subtle hints. And at the beginning of the film, when Johann Schmidt is shown up, and we don't really know he's the Red Skull at this point, we kind of have a have an idea, but he shows up and finds the Tesseract. He talks about like the gods such as Odin, and he's talking about Odin's treasure room and, and things like that. Did you like that? And then his remark about Hitler finding, uh, looking for trinkets in the sand, and like the whole nod to Christian and Jewish artifacts and things like that. Did you like 
kind of the the quick nods to like an Indiana Jones kind of feel because um, I've heard that Hitler actually went after artifacts from faith uh, of the Jewish and, and Christian faith. And so did you like that aspect? Did you like the fact that he acknowledges Odin? Do you like that it's kind of still really interconnected without ever like physically showing any of the other characters? Like we didn't see Anthony Mackie just show up or not Anthony Mackie, uh, Anthony, what was his, his last name? Hawkins. Anthony Hawkins. Um, we didn't see him. That'd be really weird if we would have saw Anthony Mackie in the forties. Uh, well, it could have been his great ancestor, been yeah. the first Falcon in the old green suit. <laughs> yeah. So, but did, did you guys like just seeing, uh, him talk about the, the interconnectedness? Yeah. I mean, so DC and Marvel try to do this anytime a big, uh, when these big movies were coming out, they usually, they have event comics and they were doing one that tied in Thor lore and Captain America lore. So like, I was all for this when they announced it. And just even with the post credit scene at the end of Thor with uh, the cosmic, what we we all thought was going to be the cosmic cube, which I mean, it technically still is. I mean, just cause it's called the Tesseract and has the space stone and it doesn't mean it's not the cosmic cube, but um, just seeing like, Oh, Hey, this isn't coming back to what's going to happen in Avengers. This is, we got this and here's the origin of where all this started here in the forties. And just the fact that they're, that Odin has like some people like unlocked is to guard that thing. Or just maybe like, they're just really into Norse mythology and protecting that whenever they found it. Cause I, I mean, and the other man would have been weaker and been like Red Skull going like, dude, let's use this. Like, what are we doing over here? This is not, this is stupid. Uh, but just, I liked that connectivity since they were the ones that, co- that were coming out that year. I mean, they didn't have to do that, but just, finding small ways to tie all this stuff in for the payoff in Avengers and then eventually coming back around to Captain Marvel when the Tesseract gets uh, used for future things and being a sustainable thing for clean energy. Just, I don't know. They didn't have to do it, but I also see Red Skull being like really cocky and his hubris getting the best of him going like, oh, I know about all this stuff. Like uh, the fact that the that Hitler wasn't going after this, like I'm going after these stones, dude. Like screw all those artifacts. Uh, if I get all these stones, I could do some great things. So. Yeah. What about you, Micah? Yeah, I, you know, it, it's just like a, I, if you're not looking for it, they didn't, you know what I mean? Like they didn't have to do it. They didn't have to do it. But but at the same time, it was like them planting those early seeds, those little Easter eggs. Like now, like when we go to see a Marvel film or a DC film, we we like we're like I think we look for those sometimes more than we actually pay attention to the film. You know? Yeah, that's where right? I gotta see it five times, man. Yes. So like, <laughs> you know, we we just desperately go to the film, you know, the the movie theater to see movie because we want to see the next big project that Marvel or DC is putting out or whatever we're going to see Star Wars or whatever that is but like we go to see like okay how is this connected what easter eggs can I find what did you and then we all talk about it like in our group text after it's over and we've all had a chance to see it like hey did you guys catch this did you guys catch that but like that was early on and we didn't know how long it was going to last and we didn't know it was going to become what the the, the MCU was going to become today if that makes sense so like, yeah. they could have done without Doing that, but like I think they, you know, we talk a lot about testing the waters in Phase One just to see what they could get away with, and like especially in the Thor episode that we did, where they just threw everything against the wall and tried to see what was going to stick. What would stick? So, yeah. Yes, and so like at this point, you, I would have had no idea who Odin was, like going to see Captain America the First Avenger, 
and you know now 11 12 years later like i knew who Odin is because of all the the thorn movies and everything so yeah i think it was just a if you know you know kind of thing uh i i'm gonna play off this real quick i think that paramount when they owned the avengers and they were working on on setting this whole thing up i think what helped them really was planning all these small easter eggs where Disney no longer is really planting the Easter eggs as much as they are sprinkling characters in. They're sprinkling small storylines. We talk about this, like Doctor Strange, very well sprinkled in. You've got even Anthony Mackie's Falcon. You see him sprinkled in. You have all these different characters that just... uh, uh, Scarlet Witch, she was sprinkled into a lot of different stories, but she had her own story if you're watching very carefully. And so it was really cool to see some of those... And I think that at the very beginning stages, they just no no one had ever done this before. We'd never had so many projects come in together for this kind of thing, and so no one no one's gone in and done this. So it was all new stomping grounds. You're gonna have to reinvent the wheel a little bit, and you gotta do some course correction. You're gonna have to to kind of figure out okay, this one didn't work, this one did work, and how do we continue moving forward? And I think that. Overall, it's it's been a success. Clearly, it's a multi-billion-dollar franchise, and so I think that this thing is just awesome. Love watching these movies, and so I think that you know whether it's a small nod with a name or something as small or even something as big as showing the character outright, like what they did uh, with No Way Home and bringing Charlie Cox in as Matt Murdock. Whatever it is, Disney has been killing it. Marvel's been killing it all the way around. It's just been a great franchise. So guys, thank you so much for being a part of phase one's Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, we have one more left in this part of the series. And so once we finish phase one, uh, we'll start trekking into phase two and keep moving from there. So guys, thank you again so much for those of you who are out there listening. Thank you so much for being a part of this. We've had a lot of fun today. Uh, we encourage you to follow us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. We're not as, uh, we don't push out as much content right now just because we've got a lot of things going on in our own lives. But we do want to try and get you in and involved, and we are trying to get as much in as we can. So we love you guys. We are so thankful for your support, and we hope to catch you guys here next time on Nerd Talk. <laughs>